This podcast is a production of WCWP, LIU Public Radio. Check out our lineup of original programs, listen live, or support by visiting WCWP.org. Good morning. It's Friday, September 17th. It's 9 a.m., which means that it's time for Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. Chamber Chatter is a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders, underwritten by MapTunes, Long Island Chamber Maps. This is Mark Snyder. Let me introduce my three guests joining me today via Zoom technology. They are Samantha Nagorsi. She is the president of the Wading River Shore Chamber of Commerce. Julia Binger, co-president of the Northport Chamber of Commerce. And Liz Mayotte, she's the president of the Islip Chamber of Commerce. So Samantha, Julia, and Liz, thank you for joining me today on Chamber Chatter. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. We have a packed hour for our listeners today. One of the features on our program is relatively new. It's called Day Tripper, and that's where we'll learn how to spend a day in the communities uh, that we have represented here with us today. We'll also find out what three wishes our leaders have for their Chamber of Commerce in a segment called Genie in a Bottle. And on Ask a Leader, I'll let our three chamber presidents talk among themselves and share ideas. But first, let's get to know our guests. Samantha DeGorsi, you are the president of the Wading River Shoreham Chamber of Commerce. The only thing I know about Wading River is Wildwood State Park, where I spent many summers camping there as a child good times. And the only thing I know about Shoreham is the infamous and decommissioned nuclear power plant. What else can you tell me and my listeners about the two Suffolk County North Shore communities that you represent? Um, We like to consider ourselves the gateway to the North Fork. (laughs) So we're, we're at the start of it. Um, We kind of meet right up to Sound Avenue, which everybody jumps on to go to all the wineries and farms. Um, We have a lot of farms in our towns. Um, So we kind of just consider ourselves the beginning of that North Fork feel of Long Island. Okay. How is the Chamber of Commerce doing these days? We are a very, very small Chamber of Commerce. We... um, We just started a couple of years ago, so we are kind of just getting the feel for ourselves and figure out exactly uh, what we represent and how we represent our community within ourselves with our small businesses. Um, We started in 2018, Um, so we have, you know, not a lot of members. We're very small, and with the pandemic, we've kind of dropped off a little bit but we're trying to keep the train moving. Are you the original president? I am not. You're not, okay. Yes, we had a a president that started it who was the president for the first uh, little over a year. Um, And then he relocated. Um, So now now it is me. (laughs) Now it landed in your lap. Well, I'm happy to have you on the program and certainly happy to help in any way I can to grow your membership. Thank you. Thank you. Julia Binger. She's the co-president of North Shore Chamber of, I'm sorry, the North Port Chamber of Commerce. 
gorgeous town, plenty to do. We're going to talk more about that in our day tripper segment. But talk to me right now about your Chamber of Commerce. How are things going? Um, what's going on right now with the Chamber? Um, well, our Chamber is actually doing very well. We came through the pandemic or the, you know, that first year of the pandemic um, without a lot of damage. And I think that the members appreciated when we finally did get to have in-person meetings, the members really appreciated being able to get together and talk about how they were handling the challenges of being closed and having to do things um, virtually and so forth. When you so, say not, when you say not a lot of damage, I'm sorry, when you say not a lot of damage, what do you mean by that? What I mean is we didn't lose members. We actually, I would say we're more active now than before partly because we had not, I'm not talking about myself, but we had some very good leadership. Also, um, we just pulled together a few things like uh, rejuvenating our website, um, having some, uh, implementing some new activities, such as, which actually we haven't been able to uh, do more than once, but a midwinter festival that we started in early 2020. There's a lot going on and there's more going on than there was back when I joined the chamber over 10 years ago. That's very encouraging to hear. And um, you're actually uh, in the minority when it comes to chambers who have gotten through this pandemic unscathed. Happy to hear that. Um, Talk to me for a second about uh, East Northport. That's your neighboring uh, it's a neighboring community, but you are two very distinct communities and with its own chamber of commerce. Is that right? That's right. East Northport has a separate chamber of commerce. Have you uh, worked together or were you one chamber at one point or have you always been separate? Actually, I don't know. I don't know if there was one. It's been a long time since there were, if there was one, it's, it was a long time ago. Okay. And just north of you is Eaton's Neck, Correct. Yes. Okay. Is there a business district in East Eaton's Neck or is that just all residential? There, there's virtually no business in Eaton's Neck. I think okay. they, there isn't even a deli <laughs> for them to, to buy milk in the middle of the night or anything like that. Okay. What do you have coming up for the fall for the chamber? We have, well, the Halloween Hayride, which we have had every year except last year. And that's very popular. Um, The chamber doesn't sponsor Cow Harbor Day or the Cow Harbor Race, but that's coming up. The Cow Harbor Race um, is on Saturday, and uh, Saturday the 18th, and Cow Harbor Day is a week later. Um, So, and there's a parade. There's um, there are many different activities: things for kids, things for adults. That's a very popular activity. Although, as I said, we don't sponsor that. Got a lot going on. Yes, we, there's a lot going on. And we even get to Christmas. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> All right, Liz Mayot, president of the Islip Chamber. Um, now, this can all get a little confusing because there's the town of Islip, um, the township, if you will, which is the governing body that oversees over a dozen communities in Suffolk County. And there, there, then there are town, the towns of East Islip, Islip Terrace, Central Islip, and West Islip. And then there's you, the 
hamlet of Iceland. How do you distinguish yourself from all this confusion? Because even I get confused. Well, we are all one as far as I'm concerned. Iceland chamber has their own chamber. East Iceland chamber has their own chamber. Bayshore has their own chamber. West Iceland has their own chamber. So we all have in our towns, we all have our different chambers. The Central Iceland have a chamber? I believe so. I'm not sure. I know Brentwood does. Brentwood Brentwood does have a chamber. And what about Islip Terrace? Islip Terrace will be part of East Islip. East Islip. They would fall. That Islip Terrace Connect Lot would fall under um, East Islip. Okay. Do you have a partner with all the Islips? Do you get together? I am. I am friendly with most of the uh, most of the other chambers. Um, East Islip Chamber. the president of the East Islip Chamber, I'm, I go way back with him, very good friends with him. When he took over a couple of years, I helped him with his first festival. With um, I helped him with quite a few, I guided him to and did paperwork for him and guided him so that he could be successful on his first festival and little things that he's done. So now he's doing great. He's on his own now. He's, he's doing awesome. What other kinds of things do you do when you get together as, as a group with the other Islips? Well, we try to, we're planning to do um, networking together. Like go into one of the restaurants, pick a restaurant in East Islip. We'll, Islip, we'll meet East Islip. We'll pick one in Islip. What is it? East Islip will come join Islip. And what about West Islip? I think there's a town that separates... Uh, Islip from West Islip, right? There's, yes, something- there's a West Islip chamber. I know the uh, the uh, person, the, the, the man that runs the chamber. I have not had a chance to talk to him. He's on my list to call so that I can get ideas from him. Okay. And tell me about your rise to chamber presidency. How did that come about? Well, I started with the chamber back in 2001, believe it or not, on 9-11. Wow. 20 years ago. As their secretary and I stayed on with them and in 2000 at the end of 2014 a friend of mine got sick from Florida and I was supposed to take president back then but I wanted to be able to travel back and forth to see her help her if I could so I took a break from the chamber till 2019 I came back in um, 2019 18 I believe 2018 um, the president asked me if I reached out to me if I would think of coming back on board as a board member. So I decided to, and I just took presidency over this year. All right. So we've got a newbie on the program. <laughs> well, just, just as president. I, I know the ins and outs since 2001. I understand. Um, mm-hmm. They're a very a really charming uh, town there as well. All right. Thanks, ladies, for the introduction. Um, Let's get into our day tripper segment. First up, Samantha. We're going to get to know the uh, communities of Wading River and Shoreham. So, Samantha, let's say my wife and three uh, young adult children are coming to your communities to spend the day. We are arriving early and we're leaving late. What's there for us to do? So much. Um. So I'd say it's a day tripper. The first thing I would do would probably be come down to our historical downtown Wading River. 
Um, all old buildings, a lot of the buildings are over 100 years old or 100 years old. Um, they have a really cute coffee shop and a couple of little shops that you could walk to, get your morning fix, do a little shopping, and that's right down the road about little over a half a mile down the road and you get to our Wading River Beach where you can check out the rocky North Shore beaches, take a nice little walk. Um, then after that, I would say mid-afternoon, I'd probably go to some farm stands, um, check out, they have food trucks at them, a lot of games for the kids, um, different fresh fruits and vegetables to pick up seasonally, which is always wonderful. And then after that, I'd probably head over to the Eastwind shops, which are fairly new to our area, but you probably have 10 businesses in there, small businesses. Check out anything from local wines to um, picking up little uh, cheeses and fruits, um, like purees. Um, then I'd probably end my day, late evening, end my day, and one of our, our many restaurants that we have here. Uh, we have one that's right by our Wading River Beach, which is um, in the Zat book, uh, La Plage. It's a great restaurant to check out. Then we have North Tavern, which is um, great. And if you're looking for like bars and grills, we also have that and diners, our wonderful Long Island diners that we have. We have a great one right here in our town. So there's, there's many food options that will get you through the whole day um, on top of so many local artisan shops that we have here. So you could fill an entire day in our, our two little small towns. Well, we're planning on it. <laughs> so thanks for the suggestion. Um, does one town have more of a commercial district than the other or are they evenly divided? Um. I would say Wading River has more businesses than Shoreham. Um, Shoreham pretty much has one strip mall of businesses that have um, dance studios and a couple of little delis um, and an awesome chocolatier, but they really only have one strip mall other than the couple of buildings that have doctor's offices or eyeglasses, stuff like that. Uh, Wading River has more of the business district because we have downtown historical. Um, then we have our more, I guess, our version of box stores with, you know, the CVS and King Cullen. So then a couple of small businesses within those strip malls. And then we have Eastwind, which has expanded to have an entire shop community there. So there is a lot more businesses in Wading River than Shoreham. Okay. And I'm trying to imagine, but I'm not sure, does the Long Island Railroad go through either one of those towns? So, no, it doesn't. Uh, we do have old railroads that used to come up here, but I don't even know when those were decommissioned. I Decades and decades ago, probably before I was born. <laughs> um, so there, there, you could catch old tracks here and there, but there is nothing up here now. Okay. Sounds nice. We'll have to head on up there. Yes, you can come when uh, they're almost finished, but the Brookhaven town is putting in a walking trail that 
either starts or ends, however you look at it. For us, it starts in Wading River that goes all the way to Port Jeff. And it's along the high T lines. So there's no, you have to cross over a couple of roads, but it's pretty much uh, walking through nature from Wading River to Port Jeff. Oh, that's exciting. And when, yes. and when is that opening up? Um, so I believe we should be fully functioning by springtime. Um, but most of it is done. So I know a lot of people have taken trips through it. Um, most of it is done. I think somewhere around Miller Place, there is um, some of the road that isn't done. So the middle area, but we are almost fully functioning here. So for Wading River and Shoreham and Rocky Point, um, we should be underway in the next couple of months. Now, Samantha, is that a paved uh, bike path, jogging path, walk, walking path? Yes, it is completely paved. It will be paved the entire way. That's exciting. Yes. Um, you know, Liz, I know that you can relate to this being on the South Shore, and I live in Massapequa, but um, New York State just finished a South Shore uh, path that ran along um, uh, Jones Beach Ocean Parkway all the way out to Robert Moses. Mm -hmm. So I know that was exciting for us. So uh, I'm happy for you, too. I think that'll be a big draw, big attraction. Okay, thanks a lot. That was good information. Yes, I'm, I'm Let's take a quick break, and then we're right back with Genie in a Bottle. And that's where I, uh, we learn what the three wishes our guests have for their business group. We're also going to find out what there is to do for a day in Northport on our Day Tripper segment. This is 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. We're coming right back. Welcome back to 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. I'm your host, Mark Snyder. This is Chamber Chatter, a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders. It's been underwritten by MapTunes, Long Island Chamber Maps, and by the MapTunes Shoppers Discount app. With over 2,500 discounts island-wide, you can download the MapTunes app. That's M-A-P-T-O-O-N-S. Or you can simply visit shoppersdiscountcard.com. My business leaders with me today are Samantha Nagorsi, president of the Wading River Shoreham Chamber of Commerce, Julia Binger, co-president of Northport Chamber of Commerce, and Liz Mayotte. She's the president of the Islip Chamber of Commerce. Okay, let's play genie in a bottle. And this is where our listening audience learns about the three wishes that you all have for your Chamber of Commerce. So, Julia... I'm going to paint a picture here. Let's say you're visiting the Northport Historical Society and Museum, actually. It's on Main Street. And what you think is an ancient local artifact is actually a magic lantern. When you pick it up, out pops a genie, granting you three wishes for the chamber. What are they? All right. Well, one of them is that we would have more members, that more members of our business community would join the chamber. Um, Particularly, there are a lot of home-based businesses in Northport, and we're, we'd like to attract more of those businesses as members of the chamber. And also, not only um, more members, but more active members who can, for example, um, um, deal directly with the, um, the local government so that we could have maybe... Better, better channels of communication or 
with the with the local government, um, more interaction with the local government. How many members do you have? I was afraid you were going to ask me that. Um, Boy, there's, there's no wrong answer. We absolutely <laughs> approximately 150. Hopefully, I won't get in trouble for saying that. Well, we've had uh, chambers as small as 32 members, mm-hmm. and as many as uh, 450. So. Everyone lies somewhere in between there and everybody wants more membership and that's understandable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that was wish number one, more members. Those were three wishes, but members (laughs) or members involved politically. And what was the third? Did I miss the third one? The other was, um, well, just to have more active members to get more feedback about what the business community really needs in Northport. Okay. So, as the host of this program, I would say that's one wish. And they all, right. <laughs> all involve membership, more involved membership, more active membership, however. But what else are you looking for from your chamber? Well, uh, of course, an ongoing issue is funding because we have various events throughout the year, such as concerts in the summer, the Halloween hayride that I mentioned, and other other events that we need to pay for. So um, a regular source of funding. We do have sources of funding, but um, there's always room for more. And the third one would be, um, I'm not really sure what to say what the third one is. I think the interaction between the, the chamber and local government is very important. We have infrastructure problems in Northport that need to be addressed. And Mm -hmm. so sometimes we, you know, we have certain desires for the community that um, where it would be helpful to work more in sync with the local government. And not only that, but um, the town government, the state government and federal government as well. Julia, we've had a couple of chambers um, at times. Uh, one of their wishes is to have a professional grant writer on the board or on, in the membership because they find that when you have a good grant writer, you can generate a fair amount of money for the chamber, but you need to know how to write grants. But we've heard that from a number of chamber members, uh, chamber presidents over the years, so... If you're looking for more money, that's something to think about as well. Somebody who knows how to write a grant. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Liz. You're sitting in the gazebo at the island, uh, the Islip Town Beach, overlooking the Great South Bay. You know where that is? Absolutely. One of my favorites. Okay. And then you're sitting in the gazebo. You notice a, a very beautiful bottle lying in the sand. And when you pick it up, a genie comes out granting you three wishes for the Islip Chamber of Commerce. Okay. What are your three wishes? Okay. My first one would be that our programs are valuable enough to gain the support and participation of a larger percentage of local businesses. My second one would be that we as an organization are able to effectively communicate with our members and the community at large. And my third would be that we are continually continually inspiring new interest in board membership so that our organization remains vibrant, strong, 
and well well into the future. Okay, so my wishes. So those three wishes could actually all be questions to pose to Julie and Samantha on our day trip. I'm sorry, on our day trip on our ask the leader segment because. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds to me like, uh, what was number two? Read that back to me again. The number two is that we as an organization are able to effectively communicate with our members and the community at large. Right. And that's something that some chambers are very good at and other chambers struggle with. So it's possible that you have a couple of chamber presidents here who are pretty good at communication. So maybe we can talk about that a little bit later on. But those of you three, I see you gave them a a lot of thought. And Mm -hmm. um, membership is always uh, one of the three that uh, every president wants more members. And I know it's a challenge and you have to show value to the members that join. And um, there are people who, and I know this personally, there are people who join the chamber and they say nothing happened, but they never went to a meeting They never got involved and they expected business was going to increase by doing absolutely nothing. And you know, as president, that if you're going to join the chamber, you don't, you don't just write a check and wait for something to happen. You go out and you make it happen. Correct. Okay. Samantha, um, you're walking along the very rocky Long Island Sound shoreline, as you addressed earlier, you're admiring the big, beautiful bluffs. And when you wade into the water, you notice a bottle floating nearby, you pluck it out. And at that very moment, the genie pops out, offering three wishes for the Wading River Shoreham Chamber of Commerce. What are you wishing for? We are wishing for what everyone's wishing for. Um, Definitely more member involvement. Um, We retain the members that we have for the most part, but really just getting them to be active and wanting to put into their community as much as the chamber would like. Um, we want more more local shopping local, trying to figure out how to keep our local community members from, and not just uh, around Christmas time, but yearly, especially coming from a community that is seasonal. Winter time is, you know, a little bit more difficult for us. So just keeping our locals shopping local and then i'm gonna have to steal that grant writer one didn't have that one written down but i'm gonna have to steal that one and want a grant writer on our board to get us more funding mm-hmm. right, well that will be your bonus uh wish what, what did you have down for your third wish um really just you know figuring out for us to have more events um, to draw. We have two major events a year that we do, but kind of getting the more involvement um, of our members so we can do more big events to get some more tourist attractions. You know, I feel like uh, a number of times each year I I talk about um, the Hicksville Chamber of Commerce And I bring them up because they've got a really large membership. But one thing that they do that really impresses me, and I've shared this with many of the chamber presidents that have come on the program, is a lot of chambers have their meeting at the same time every month. Could be a lunch, could be a breakfast, could be a dinner. The Hicksville Chamber, in an attempt to reach 
all of their members move their meeting around. They do a breakfast one month, the following month it's a lunch, the following month it's a dinner, and twice a year at the local library, they have a Saturday meeting. And the chamber will tell you that on that Saturday meeting, they only get about 10 to 12 people, but it's 10 to 12 people that they never see the rest of the year because there are people who will never make a breakfast. If you're in the food business, you'll never make a lunch. If you're in the after-school program business, you'll never make a dinner. And by moving it around, um, they find that they're able to get to and communicate with a much larger percentage of their membership than if they just did a lunch. And I love the idea. I share it as often as I can um, because it's really all about communication. The business owners want to know what's in it for me? Where's the value here? And if they never can go to a meeting because you don't have one at a time when they can make it, they don't feel the energy and they don't feel the passion that the chamber has to offer. So just food for thought, you guys. Uh, And I try to share that as often as I can. My listeners are probably sick of hearing me tell that story, but I think it's valuable. And um, I think it's beneficial to your membership. And also keep in mind, you may not only get 12, 15, 20 people at a breakfast meeting, and then you get maybe a smaller lunch crowd, but it's always different people that you're going to see at the different times during the day. So that's for that. All right. Now we're going to get back to our day tripper segment. Uh, earlier in the program, we heard all about Wading River and Shore from Samantha. And now it's Julia's turn. She's going to tell me how my family of five can spend the day in Northport. Julia, What's on the to-do list? Well, uh, you picked a good place to visit, a really <laughs> nice place to visit. <laughs> I, would, I would recommend you start out on Main Street down near the water, near the dock. You can get breakfast at several different places. There's a really great bakery. You could take your breakfast to the park and sit by the water Um, I don't know how old your children are, but if they like playgrounds, there are a couple of playgrounds there. Um, And then, depending on the season, you could go to the beach. You could either swim at the beach, walk on the beach. There's several beaches to choose from. There's uh, a nature preserve. A couple of nature preserves you could walk in. They're not huge, but they're really nice. Um, and lunch, I mean, for food, you're, you're well covered. There are a lot of nice restaurants and sort of like what, uh, Samantha described, there's the sort of historic old downtown area. And then there, there's another more commercial area with the CVS and the, uh, Walgreens and so on and so forth. Um, but down in the, the area by the water, which is the more historic, old section, there are a lot of little specialty shops. There's a toy store. There's a candy shop. There are um, shops, little, little gift shops, really interesting places. Um, there's also, as you mentioned, the Northport Historical Society, which has exhibits. Um, it's, a, it's a museum and... Uh, you know, nice little museum, they have a gift shop. And um, and then when it comes to the evening, there's the Engeman Theater, which 
produces Broadway plays. Oh, yeah. Which are excellent. Um, and if it's the summer, you might be able to catch a concert in the park. The Northport Community Band plays in July, basically. Um, and then there are, other, there are other concerts throughout the summer. Okay. So I probably missed a few things. but Well, you didn't mention where I can go to eat, but you don't have to because there are so many great places to eat in Northport. And then one thing you did leave out, because I like beer, is Sand City Brewing. Oh, yes. And I forgot the winery also. <laughs> which is... Uh, no winery. Yeah, which is... Um, what do you call Sand City Brewing? I'd call it a destination location. Okay. You go out of their way to, to find that place. So anyway. All right. Sounds wonderful. And um, hopefully my audience will take you up on it and it'll be mobbed on Saturday. <laughs> Great. Oh, I did also... If it's Saturday, I forgot there's a uh, farmer's market. In the morning. Very um, good. It's 9 to 12.30. All right. Let's step out for a quick minute. When we return, it's time to ask a leader. And that's where I'll stop asking the questions. And I'll let each of our guests take the mic. And we still have to spend the day in Iceland. This is 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. Okay, we're back. Just like that. It's Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. My name is Mark Snyder. Chamber Chatter is a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders. It's been underwritten by MapTunes, Long Island Chamber Maps. Let me reintroduce my three guests with me today. Samantha Nagorsi, president of the Wading River Shore Chamber of Commerce, Julia Binger, co-president of the Northport Chamber, and Liz Mayot, president of the Islip Chamber of Commerce. All right, so now it's time to ask a leader. And this is where I turn over the microphone to our three chamber leaders. And I let them interact and ask the questions. And uh, Liz, I will start with you. What would you like to ask either or both of the uh, chamber presidents that I have with me today? What are some of the most unique, successful events you've run? Who wants to start with that one, Julia? Yeah, we recently did a, a networking event in um, in downtown Northport. It was it was an outdoor event that was catered by a local restaurant, and we just invited all the business members that we could get for our list. Um, I think there was a bit of a momentum because of the opening up after the pandemic. So I, we had this in June of, of this year, June of 2021. We had a really good turnout for that. Um, but basically it was networking and we were, at that point we were, which we still are, we were working on getting more of the home-based businesses to join the chamber. So um, it was on a weeknight. It was from about 6 to 8 p.m. It was wonderful weather and um, in downtown Northport, and it worked out very well. Okay, how about you, Samantha? I know you guys are just kind of getting up and running, but anything come to mind? Um, 
member related our most successful successful event is probably our christmas networking um we originally just kind of had a little christmas get together for our members but we recently have opened it up to it being a networking event so it's a bunch of festivities on top of meeting new businesses some new businesses and coming to see if they want to join the chamber what's the chamber about um, and it's always a fun one to come to because you're in that that holiday spirit for that time of year. Um, so it's our Christmas party, networking, meeting that we kind of just put all together for our end of year celebration. Uh, we have a great turnout and it is the most information that we could get out in the fastest way because of how many people show up for something like that. Um, it's always at one of the local businesses, so it it showcases one of the businesses as well. Um, and it's a it's a nice end of year event to get everybody together. Liz, how about you? What do you, would you say is your most creative idea that your chamber has come up with in recent times? Well, if we're talking recently, the chamber has not been able to do anything since COVID. All right, so let's say pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. They normally do a street festival that it does very well. The street festival does very well. Right. And I would say most chambers try to do a street festival, right? Is there anything sort of out of the box that your chamber does that you think is maybe different or unique from the others? Me personally, I feel that all the street festivals are all about like the same all about the same. The ones I've gone to, to to other towns are usually all the same. I haven't seen anything different. No, no, I'm sorry. My question is, besides the street festival, which most... Oh, besides the street festival. Is there anything that comes to mind that you think Julia and Samantha might be interested that you do that they might want to run with? Okay, so we, like I said, I took over as president officially after being sworn in beginning of March. We were still under COVID um, guidelines and we needed to do something because we're really low on funds. I'm sure you're all low on funds. So we were, be- we're very low on funds. So we were able to get, we have um, suffered transportation services that has their offices on union and Moffitt and it's private property. So we were able to get permission and they let us use their grounds in June. So at that point, we were not allowed to take our permits through the township of Islip because they hadn't been lifted yet. So they were kind enough to let us use their grounds and we had a craft fair. And everybody was like so happy to be out because Everybody had been, there had been no events. So it turned out pretty good. We had a really, we had a nice turnout, wasn't crazy. And everybody that came in, everybody that visited from other towns and our towns, everybody said how wonderful it was to be able to, to be able to be out. The kids had a great time. So that was like the beginning of what we were able to do. So that was June. So now come, um, like a few weeks later, they lifted that we could start putting in permits, applications in for permits. 
So my biggest concern was the businesses. They've been hurting. And we decided to do, we did, brought in a band, okay? We closed up the street on Main Street. And we got it, you know, approved from the police department, the town, the uh, fire department, and the EMS. So we had this popular band that plays. We closed off the streets. This was in the middle of July, I believe. It was the beginning of July. No, it was in June, I think. July. Anyway, um, we closed up the streets. It brought out so many people from the community. We're a very small town, okay? We're plain, beautiful. I love my town, but we're very small. We don't have the the amount of stores that you two have. Ours are small, but we love them. So all the businesses did very well because all the families came out and they went into every store. The ice cream store was happy. The Everybody was happy because it was all geared, we decided we did not want to bring in anybody from out of town. No trucks, no nothing. This was all about Main Street. And it worked out really well. Everybody was happy. And it was from six to nine. And came 9.15, you would not have known that there had even been so many people on Main Street. Mm. And everything was clean, everything was done. And by 9.30, everybody uh, you know whoever was still there if they wanted to hang out they had to go into the local restaurants or the bars until you know we were done but the businesses did fabulous we we just geared it towards them that that was it towards them so that so this is also showing them that we're trying to do stuff to help them right sounds like okay. you had some, sounds like you had some great coordination too yes and also the other thing that i wanted to um Add, I don't know how you, um, your chambers feel about it. I'm a firm believer that a chamber, residents are very important as members, okay? Because a chamber does not consist of just businesses. It's businesses and residents. So I'm a firm believer that the more residents you get on, the much better you will be. So that's just the thought. So I don't know if you have a lot of residents on your you know, on your membership. Like I said, we're very small. So, but but the residents to me are very important uh, to be, you know, as part of a chamber. Liz, you bring up an interesting point. Um, the Rockville Center Chamber, a number of years ago, had a great idea. They reached out to the local PTAs, the high school, mm-hmm. the elementary mm-hmm. schools, and got the PTA, PTAs involved, the presidents. Mm-hmm. Them not only into the membership, but then eventually the the high school PTA president president ended up um, getting on the board. Anyway, the more they got the PTA involved, the more uh, the more synergy they formed, and the PTA would go back to the schools and saying, "Okay, here's a promotion we're running with all the um, retailers in town," and that partnership, uh, that synergy, has been wonderful. So a suggestion for the three of you is if you want to get the uh, residents involved, reach out to the PTA and get the PTA, get somebody on the PTA board to be to join the chamber and get involved with the Chamber of Commerce. I think that'll help you in terms of getting your message back to the, the residents of the community. 
Mm-hmm. All right, Julia, how about you? Question for the other two chamber leaders uh, here with us this morning. Well, I'm just curious as to how they structure their their meetings, their um, just how do they work? Do they have monthly membership meetings and monthly board meetings? That's what the Northport Chamber does. And okay. it's always on a Tuesday night, <laughs> as you, you mentioned. Um, so, yeah, that's my question. Is, that, is it done that way or do you do something a little different? Wait, can you repeat that again? So do you... Did you hear the question, Samantha? I did. Okay, why don't you run with it? Liz, let's take a listen. Okay. Um, we have our monthly meetings, which are, are, we do Thursday nights. I do like the suggestion about moving them around. Um, we do Thursday night monthly meetings, and then every third meeting is a mixer. Um, so instead of adding another mixer um, in there, on top of our meeting that month, we just have a mixer every third month um, where locals can come, businesses can come, whether they're members or not, and kind of do a meet and greet of new and hopefully incoming members. Um, that's how we have it scheduled. That's what we've been doing um, post-pandemic. Before the pandemic, we only had monthly meetings, but now we're trying to get more involvement. So we've added in the mixer every third meeting. So, Samantha, give me a little clarity for my listening audience. How do you define a mixer? Um, A mixer is where um, members um, and non-member businesses can come um, along with a couple of residential members who are just curious about the businesses within the community um, and what they have to offer and what they're about, where they all come to a local business. Um, and there's some appetizers, you go around, there's a little introduction in the beginning about what it's about. Um, and then everybody kind of just mingles for an hour or two. Whenever you feel like leaving, you leave. Stay as long as you want, usually. We're a pretty fun crowd. Um, so you just kind of meet a lot of networking um, and a lot of talking about ideas of how we can grow and make things better within our community. Okay, so Liz, you got the idea, the gist of the yes, question? Yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So when do you have your meetings? We, um, they've been doing the meetings um, every two months. The, ge- the general meetings have been every two months. They've been on Zoom because we ended up, what was it? We had a meeting every two months. We have one coming up now. So it was, was it nothing in the summer? We have our meeting next week next tuesday and then our next meeting for the year would be in november the third week in november and they're still all via zoom or are you looking to bring them so, in far, so far we've only done them by zoom okay i still see that a lot of people are a little hesitant to get out there so i figured we only have two more this is going to stay zoom and then in november it will stay zoom i'm going to zoom and then we'll see if we can have our, we usually have a Christmas gathering for all the members. We pick a place. So we would just have to poll to see if people feel comfortable going out into places. A lot of people still don't feel comfortable going into, into a restaurant. So I would have to poll maybe, um, I'm thinking at our general meeting next week, I will ask the question how people feel. You know, should we do something for November outside 
or should we keep it Zoom? Okay. Samantha, anything you'd like to ask the other two leaders here with us today? Yeah, um, my main question is what do you use for your main form of communication with your members and how do you get out your information about your events, um, whether they're your street fairs or your meetings, how do you communicate with your members and how do you communicate with your um, local community to get all of your information out? Julia, let's start with you and then we'll come back to Liz. So we, we communicate with the members via email and via uh, telephone, leaving a message. Um, I forget what they call it. It's, it's one of these services where um, I think it's called calling post, but before a general membership meeting, we send out that um, telephone message as well as sending an email. And then for the general public, we have um, we often put advertisements in the local paper, the Northport Observer, to let people know about upcoming festivals, whatever's going on. Okay, Liz, uh, we're going to shift gears here for a second, okay? Yeah. Thank you to our leaders for those questions, but I want to get back to the final day tripper segment. Uh, Liz, um, how should I spend the day in Islip? What's on your itinerary for me and my family? In your family, we would start with breakfast at our famous Oakney Diner. Has anybody heard of our Oakney Diner that decorates in their whole inside and outside, depending on what season it is? It is very I have, famous. Very I have. famous. Mm-hmm. So we would start with breakfast at the Oakney Diner. And especially, they, they decorate, it's amazing. Then we would go, um, we would go to, I would take you, I would take the family over to C, the SeaTac Environmental um, Center that we have close to the Isla Beach. That is a very, it's a very old, it's very, it's, it's unique. It's, you will love it. The kids will love it. They have trails and it's just fabulous. I would also take you down to the Islip Art Museum that we have in Brookwood Hall, which is also one of the landmarks of our town. Then we would have dinner. We would stroll, of course, to Islip Beach. After Seatuck, I would take you to the beach. Hopefully it would be like a nice day. And they also have a restaurant at the beach during only during the summer months because then with the rain and stuff. And then we would go to, let's see, so we would go to the beach, and then after we did the museum and all of that, then we would come back into town, and we would go into all the shops. You would have, like, the best ice cream shop, ice cream from the best shop, and the pizza's fabulous, or the restaurants. And we would go and have a nice, top it off with a nice evening at one of the restaurants. All right. I've been to Islip many times, and I know exactly where you're sending me. So now it's we just a quaint little town. We're not my, we're not too big, but we're quaint. With we quaint. get our listeners to go check it out as well. Okay, good stuff, guys. Um, we have a few minutes remaining on our program, and I, I always like to give our guests an opportunity to talk about what they do when they're not running the chamber. <laughs> Samantha, I know you've got a lot on your plate. Um, 
what else is going on in your world? Um, so I run a small business with my husband. Um, it's called Ren Design Company. Uh, we make furniture and home decor, all wooden furniture and home decor. Uh, so that is our, that is what keeps us busy 24 hours a day, uh, working tirelessly to do that, to fill our store. So you could come in, you could shop cash and carry, or you can order a custom dining room table for your house. Um, so that is what keeps us moving a lot. Um, and then, you know, with family time, I have a four-year-old daughter that's with me most of the time. We are a very mom and pop shop. So if you come here, she's usually running around underneath your feet. Um, and that is what keeps us going. All right. Julia, I know you're a busy woman. Tell my listening audience about your uh, day job. Figure you got about 30 seconds here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm an attorney. I practice almost exclusively immigration law. So I don't know if I need to explain that, but. (laughs) (laughs) And Liz, I know you're another busy person. What gets you up in the morning? Uh, Okay. Um, My husband's an electrician. We have a small business. I am a very big volunteer. I'm president of Islip Food for Hope. We do a big Thanksgiving breakfast in October that was formerly called the Thanksgiving, uh, the supervisor's Thanksgiving breakfast many years ago. I just finished presidency two years ago with the Islip Rotary. I'm in a lot of organizations. A lot of volunteerism on your part. Yeah. I can see that. And, and, and your chamber of commerce. Wow. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Special thanks to my three guests for joining me today. Samantha Nagorsi, you met her today. She's the president of the Waiting River Shoreham Chamber. Julia Binger, co-president of Northport. And Liz Mayotte, president of the Islip Chamber. Wonderful program, ladies. Thank you. You've been listening to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. It's been underwritten by MapTunes, Long Island Chamber Maps. Did you know Chamber Chatter is also available as a podcast? Visit WCWP.org forward slash Chamber Chatter. And it's also on YouTube. Search WCWP Studios. Special thanks to the Director of Broadcasting here at WCWP. His name is Dan Cox. Not only is he my longtime friend, but he's also the engineer of today's program. And on another note, Dan, throughout uh, this entire pandemic, has worked tirelessly to keep the station on the, on the radio with uh, quality programming. So thank you, Dan. And to my listeners, remember to always keep your local businesses in mind when you're making purchases or you're utilizing services. Yes, it's that important. Coming up next, Project Independence and you. Have a nice weekend. Like what you hear? Here's how you can let us know. Give us a call at 516-299-2626 or email us at info at wcwp.org. Like us at facebook.com slash mywcwp and leave a comment or tweet us at mywcwp. We welcome all kinds of feedback. To directly support the podcast you just enjoyed, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to give back, visit WCWP.org and click the support tab. Thanks for listening from your friends at WCWP.